so a few days ago, um, Alex and I were like, what if we like went day drinking? So this past Crazy. Saturday we went day drinking. It was a long day and it somehow ended up, uh, you know, that notoriously terrible place that you and I've talked about mm -hmm. where they sell mm -hmm. random shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I somehow ended up with a tarot deck. And I haven't had a new tarot deck in so long, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so it's called Tarot Nuage. <gasps> Cute. And so like we're outside. Nuage. <laughs> and I'm outside, I'm in the grass, and I'm like playing with the cards, and they're like blowing away, yeah, and I'm like chasing them. And, and so like the next morning I wake up, and I'm looking at the deck, and I was like, when did I get that? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my god, I have that. I own that. Yeah. I was like, I don't know anything about this deck. I was like, for all I know, the the creator could be so evil and problematic. I was like, I don't know. Honestly, I, that's for the best. I know. I was like, I didn't know anything about this if before I bought it. If anyone's going to support someone like that, it's you. <laughs> it's me. It's you, babe. And so I look up a review for the deck, and who do I see first but Lisa fucking Popez. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that's right. Lisa in the house. And this is what makes Lisa so iconic. She didn't even have the deck in her hands. Uh -huh. She was just reviewing the pre-release of it. Uh, that's that's right. <laughs> That's right. I don't know how she is so confident and like, <laughs> I love like her. forms such strong opinions based on five pre-release images. Yeah. She'll like know she'll love it or hate it. Yeah. Like she can look at something for three minutes. Hot zoom, takes. Zoom Hot in takes, on man. things. Be like, yes, this is for me. No, this is not for me. <laughs> and so I had to like zoom through the video to find where she mentioned this one. Uh -huh. and it, it was, I was just chuckling. Yeah. I was like, cause You're I, like, of course. She's I've, here. I haven't seen a Lisa Pepez video in over six months. <gasps> She's all over. She's fire. I know. I, and and I, her I know she's been posting. I just haven't watched. Iconic. Oh, that's a lovely little confession. And so, anyways, I was watching. I was chuckling. I was like, "Oh my god, I love Lisa." I know. She's so fucking funny. <laughs> she's the best, dude. Speaking of, <laughs> Speaking which, of which, I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. Welcome to our fucking podcast. Mm -hmm. That's that. That's that. So you went day drinking. That sounds great. I don't. Day drink. I cannot tell you the last time I've day drink. Oh, it's, you know what I can? It was the cruise. It was the cruise. It was the cruise. I got hella wasted <laughs> when we were in Mexico. It's just such a hard thing to do because just just not in, good you want to go yeah. to sleep. I'm just not. I think I, you know what it is? I partied so hard in my youth <laughs> that I, I feel like me. There's nothing like, left of you. Yeah, like I feel like, you know, you have coins like in a game, like you have to, you spent all your coins. <laughs> yeah. You either like. You, your stamina points? Yeah, like my stamina points. Actually, you updated your charisma and leveled up none of your Like, stamina. I only had so many XP, and I over, I maxed it out early, and then now it, like, when I try to dip into that, and Now it you're kills just grinding me. with yeah. no results. Yeah. When I have, like, a glass of wine, I'm like, you salt sack. I'm salt sack. Nauseous. <laughs> I literally had two beers after a tournament and I was like, wow, crazy, <laughs> crazy girl, crazy. But there's literally pictures of me on the internet from like, yeah, younger than I should be like chugging a half gallon of <laughs> black velvet whiskey. <laughs> and I know that wasn't the only substance black in my veins velvet. that night. So I just, I feel like I overdid it in my younger years. I'll just say that. And now I'm like such a square. I know. At least when it comes to alcohol, I do other fun shit. Yeah. We, cause I love drugs. Cause I'm a lady <laughs> and I like drugs. <laughs> Are you argumentative? Yeah! <laughs> Are you? No. Yeah. Well, actually, yes. I don't know. It depends. I'm willing to engage people in discussions, but I'm not argumentative. I think you're a debater. You're a debater. Yes, I'm a debater. You love to debate. Master debater. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the episode title. Don't forget it. Okay, don't forget it. Master debater. Master debater. <laughs> right off the rip. Just coming at you with jokes, jokes, jokes. So I think um, there's a ton of ways to like argue and debate with people. Yeah. And, uh, in, uh, in my experience, the way we do that with the people in our lives is different. Yes, like I when, agree. Like when Imogen and I quote unquote argue about things, <laughs> it's like, Hi, Imogen. how do you imagine two Libra leaning people argue? I 100% see your point. Yeah. Have you ever considered this viewpoint? <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't considered that, but perhaps it's because it's wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, it's Have just, you thought about that? 
Like, very rarely are we like, you stupid slut. Like, no, you're so wrong. You're so, you're so dumb. dumb. Like, that's just not how it happens. But, like, with other people, you can totally argue that way. Be like, you are so stupid. Like, how could you have ever thought that? You know, yeah. it just totally depends. Like, when my cousin Kate and I argue, it's literally <laughs> like, okay, how could you be such a dumb fucking bitch? <laughs> literally, who told you that? Because you're so, you're so dumb and you're so dumb wrong. And so wrong. You're about to catch these hands, let me tell you. And I also noticed that uh, the old people where I work, they all have their special way of arguing mm-hmm. and disagreeing with each other. Yeah. Some are very gentle, mm-hmm. clearly Libra leaning. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know, Pisces. Like, well, what does it really mean to be anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, other stuff. And in some of the old ladies, like I said, remember last episode, I think we said when we're old, we're just going to be aggressively wrong. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just... We're just going to shout, like... Just inconsistencies. In, like, incorrect facts. Facts. Just, <laughs> just like... aggressively wrong. Not all giraffes are orange. <laughs> Okay, Stop pottering islands off the course of California. <laughs> so. <laughs> and literally just walk away. Just walk away. <laughs> so this article <laughs> is by a man named Steven Stosny. Well, you didn't even say, like, there was two women at the friggin' work that... That were throwing hands that and literally calling each got, other psycho bitches. I got a text message from <laughs> Skylar that was like... Two lady, two ladies at the old folks' home just got in a fist fight and called each other like stupid fucking bitches, and then literally no, he was that's like, us. "He's yeah, he's basically like it just reminded me so much of us. We're older, and you would win." <laughs> and I read it to George. He's like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> so Stephen Stosny from Psychology Today wrote an article called "How to Discuss and Disagree Without Arguing." And then the subtext that is... sounds boring. There's a popular false dichotomy, either argue or disengage to avoid conflict. I'd say you're willing to argue. And I'd say I'm willing to disengage. I'm willing to argue. Honestly, it's not my... I, I joke a lot about, like, uh, yeah, about this or that. Like, it's not my go-to. No. I don't have time for it unless I'm really passionate about it. And then even then, I know that 90% of the conversations that would be arguments with people they're too stupid to actually have a clear <laughs> argument with me. So I, I, I very much pick and choose the people I'm willing to argue with. George is one of those people because mm-hmm. he is so sure that he is right all the time. And I'm so <laughs> sure that I'm right all the time. So I know it just makes for a really wonderful conversational joust. You know what yeah. I mean? Imogen thinks she's right all the time, too. Yeah. That's because but that's, she is. That's obvious, though. That's because, <laughs> because she, she is. is. Okay? So don't <laughs> fucking forget it. How dare you even imply otherwise. <laughs> so these are the key points. Okay. A discussion is a respectful exchange of information. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Nothing yeah. to disagree with about there. A discussion involves trying to understand, inform, and reach mutual accommodation. Okay. And so I guess sometimes some of the things that I thought of as arguments were actually just discussions. Like when I think about... I definitely just burned the fuck out. Are you okay? <laughs> it looks like you just got struck by lightning. I did. <laughs> like your My hair just whole stood mouth up. Feels like needles. <laughs> Guys, I will not just be tasting my tea. food for the next week because I just burnt the fuck out of my mouth on my teeth. You knew it was hot no, less I, than a minute ago, right? I literally right? just tasted it without the lid on, and it was it's fine. fine. And I put the lid on and went to taste it. For some reason, it's scalding <laughs> it <re-cooked>. hot. It <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> An argument involves trying to refute the other side and undermine the confidence <laughs> of your opponent. <laughs> That's just gaslighting. And three, troublesome arguments, especially between loved ones, are thinly disguised power struggles. Okay. So, argument has a couple of dictionary meanings. The second is secondary because it hardly exists anymore. So, first one. A reason or set of reasons given with the aim of persuading others that an action or idea is right or wrong. And this is the meaning we're more familiar with. An exchange of diverging or opposite views, typically a heated or angry one. So yeah, I, when you hear the word argument, I typically don't think of the definition, a, a reason or set of reasons given with the aim of persuading others. Hmm. Usually I would think of an exchange of diverging views. Okay. So yeah, like when I say the word argument, you wouldn't typically have something positive to think no. necessarily. Yeah. Obviously yeah. we all know it could be, but... Yeah, no, I agree. 
So discussion versus argument. A discussion is a respectful exchange of information. An argument is a coercive attempt to be acknowledged as right and smart. (laughs) (laughs) So in arguments, we try to refute the other side, usually in a tone meant to undermine. In discussions, we try to understand, inform, and reconcile divergent views. So what in your life do you find yourself arguing about the most with people? Is there like a theme or like a pattern? And if not, we could pull a tarot card. Interesting. What do I argue about the most? Argue. I know mine. Okay, good. Go ahead. The direction that my life is taking. Oh. <laughs> is that like, an argument with people or is that feel, just an argument no, with yourself? Doesn't it feel like people are always arguing with me about the direction of my life? Like, I'll call my mom. What are you doing with your life? Really? Yeah. And I then, don't think your mom has ever brought that up for you, for what you've told me. I, yeah, I guess, she, she definitely has. Oh, okay. Or she'll be like, what's your Well, direction? I know Carly has. Yes, Carly will argue with me about the direction of my life. I love And she'll her. be like, what are you doing with your life? Uh-huh. <laughs> like other ever, I feel like I'm always like, what do I, I don't know. I don't know. But do you argue with them or do you just kind of let them talk at you? It depends on my mood. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm saying, you're absolutely right and I will change everything about myself. And yeah. then sometimes I'm like, no! Yeah. <laughs> let me live. It depends. Yeah. And fine. Uh, it's so much do easier. Do I argue with you about that? About the direction of my life? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, no, I wouldn't say you argue with me. I would say you give me information about where I'm heading. <laughs> okay, that's good. But you could tell me if, if it was argument. I don't think I do. No, I wouldn't I think say I pretty much let you live your life. And I'll, I'll ask you questions that might prompt you to give me information to mm-hmm. see where, like, to gauge where you're at. I'm going to start pulling out a script. Because we don't talk about it. This is the script I'm <gasps> going to start scroll. pulling out. I'm going to start scroll. pulling out a scroll. A mini scroll. And it says, Keep it in your I am ameliorating my life's existence. Every day I'm becoming a better version of myself in pursuit of a successful career and happier persona. This is the current direction of my life. <laughs> and then scroll it. Like, how could you respond to that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. I love that. I want it to be a mini scroll that you keep in your wallet. And I want it clipped to my keychain. <gasps> yes. With a chain. <laughs> with a chain. With a chain. Like a, a dangling, long chain. A dangling I want it to one. drag behind me. I'm going to make you that now. <laughs> Thank I'm gonna you. I'm going to give it to you for your birthday. I'll give it to you for your birthday. So that when I so ask you. So that you can you... give it back to me for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, what do you argue with people about? It's interesting because now that I'm actually thinking about it, I don't know if I really actually argue that much. Or like what type so of George and I, do Yeah, I was going to say, yourself? George and I bicker a lot. Um, we don't get into, I don't, there's very, there's been very few actual arguments that we've gotten into. Mm-hmm. Um we bicker constantly and i love it it's so great we'll call those discussions yeah and most of them are like <laughs> most of them are like lo- like lovingly uh-huh. like they're not actually like spiteful or anything like that like we're very good at like knowing the difference of like when's too far and things like that um i do i do bicker a lot about george and like certain things around the house like clothes and things like oh, that yeah. so like i feel like i'm always bringing that up um you know i hate the word bicker yeah it's like i don't know what else to use my though. bottom five words yeah i don't like it either but i don't know how so like, what else I, well, let's argue <laughs> about the use of that word right okay. now well okay so let me think though i do argue a lot with people um or see it's not even argue because i don't even allow them to clap back but I've had multiple, well, because I basically just shut it down. Um, yeah. I've had multiple situations where when I'm playing disc golf, if there's a situation that arises where someone's being out of hand or someone's in the way of, like, they're in danger, they're in the way of a fairway or someone on my card has, like, a caddy and I need to, like, say something about it, um, I am, like, so hot to argue with them and I will bring it up immediately and... I think the way that I go about it, though, doesn't really allow the other person to actually have... Like, I basically yeah. start and end the argument. <laughs> and I can't think of anything else. I don't... I, yeah. Maybe I don't argue. But I'm ready yeah. to. At any given moment in my life, I am ready to argue. But I can't... Do you Do you know something that I don't? I won't be offended. You could literally say anything. But mm. I, I cannot... 
I can't. Like. You're right. I don't know. It's. It, yeah, I know. I want to say a different word, but like. I can't think of anything that you argue I about. I nag constantly, but that's not arguing. <laughs> that's the third dimension of arguing. Yeah, that's not really arguing. So it says in arguments we devalue. I don't know. You're just wrong, implying there's something wrong with you for being wrong. <laughs> Discussions we ask for and offer more information. Yeah. Power struggles. Discussions turn into arguments when disagreement seems like an ego threat or loss of status, and when parties regard disagreement as disempowering. The disempowered brain seeks adrenaline, <laughs> me, which too often motivates attempts to take power, not from the argument, from the person with whom we argue. The goal of the argument is to prevail, not find truth, <clears throat> which I thought is interesting. Oh, you know who I used to argue with all the time? Who? At my old job. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's been a, a almost a full. I think it's been a, almost a full year. Do you since I've think had to, that and I that was, person would identify with this idea of they are not actually ar arguing with you about a specific issue. They're arguing with you in an attempt to take some sort of power from you. Yes. No. No. I would know that they wouldn't know they that wouldn't they know were that. very or they wouldn't have admitted that. Yeah. Um. There was a person in my life who I was around a lot and it was very toxic and had to do with my, you know, my, my day job and things like that. But, um, yeah, constant. Like they just wanted to prevail. They didn't actually, they were concerned yeah. about what was right or what was the truth. They just wanted to win something. Yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot. It's not, it's convoluted, but yes, I used to I used to have to argue a lot. Like mm -hmm. I tried to squash things, but I had to argue all the time. And then I just finally was like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> so, in love relationships, power struggles are not really about power, who gets to rule. They're mm -hmm. about value. Specifically, attempts to compensate for precipitous drops in self-value. So when self-value falls, as it typically does in arguments with loved ones, whom we expect to care how we feel, partners feel vulnerable but unsafe to express vulnerability. To feel less vulnerable, many try to exert power over their partners, either overtly through devaluing language or covertly through sarcasm, tone of voice, body language, or facial expressions. So I thought that was interesting. So like, if something about our confidence level is falling, there's something about being in an argument with a loved one where the vulnerability can't be expressed, but we're feeling vulnerable. We're not expressing it. So instead we're making our, we're exerting power over another person. Oh, okay. I just thought that was a really interesting. That is interesting. Like that was like, there is like so much psychological Why did you choose to... this topic? It was on psychology today. today. You just found it randomly. Yeah, it was. And you're just like, this is right. We need to, like, there is no, no this other is, reason. This is on the front page. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Oh, okay. Front page. Okay. That makes sense. I was just making sure you're okay. Do you I have anything you want to talk about? Just feeling really... <laughs> yeah? Depressed. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I I'm said arguments have a long recovery period, aka sulking, <laughs> chilliness. Well, an implication that I can't love you if you disagree with me. <laughs> yeah. After emotional discussions, partners kiss and make up despite disagreement. <clears throat> or more. But I love like I love the idea that I can't love you if you disagree with me. <laughs> so well, you... there are some topics for people. I just spit all over myself. <laughs> What's wrong with me? There are some topics where people start to argue and they realize that their partner's completely on the other side of the spectrum of a them. A make it or break it issue. And it is a make it or break it issue. Like, what if you find out your fucking partner is, like, extremely, like, racist or homophobic yeah. or whatever it is. And yeah. you're, like, having an argument around it. You're like, no, no, I literally can't love you if this is how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to need you. You know, I am so lucky. That I have not in any of my relationships ever come across something like that where the other person had... Lucky or does that just say good about you that you intuitively I honestly partners? think that it's luck because... Okay. Um, we, love a, we love a good <laughs> denial of our own fucking... Okay. Um, I, it's so possible 
to think like to fall in love with somebody or like really like somebody and then once you start to get to know them and you're really invested in them there's something awful about that person yeah. you know like um i can't imagine uh i had a friend who got into a really serious relationship relationship with this man mm-hmm. and he turned out to be an anti-semite oh my god yeah That's so just awful. like really and she was like at first she was like oh, you know like yeah because like everything about everything else about it was quote-unquote normal but how normal can you be if you're yeah fucking oh, literally Nazi. a nightmare yeah if you're literally you're a nightmare literally so the like worst person ever. and i remember it took her like three days to come to her senses and be like oh my god wait a minute like yeah I don't owe this person Anything. like any of my understanding. Yeah. Like this is a deal breaker for me. Yeah. So like this isn't gonna work. Good for them. And so I can't I can't imagine maybe an argument that would have had to have taken place if she felt like she wanted to continue the relationship. Like yeah. what the heck would an argument like that look like? You know Like do we have a duty to try and change our partners for something like that? This is I really wanna talk about something that's so like kinda off topics and vulnerable, but <laughs> I have had many discussions, I'll just word it like this, with somebody that I was at one point very close with in my life, Mm -hmm. very close with, about topics uh, that were very difficult, like racism, Mm -hmm. homophobia, sexism. The whole gamut. Honestly, all all the things that make someone terrible. Yeah, I've had so many conversations in different ways. Arguments, actually. Discussions and arguments. Like, straight-up arguments. Totally. Sometimes both happen. Um, And sometimes... Like, it's so much easier to... If I would have... If this person would have just been a random fucking stranger, it's so interesting because I wouldn't have even continued with the beginnings of a, of a conversation or an argument. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't even have given them a fucking ounce of my time and energy. I would have just been like, you're a piece of shit. There's no discussion here. If this is what you think and feel le- like, yeah, leave me alone. I have, you have you know, no room for me, mm-hmm. but because we have links to people, whether it's, you know, yeah. love or just maybe work related or family or friends or whatever, when there's some sort of deeper connection there, like this article is implying, yeah. you almost feel, feel obligated to to try and see like how it can be worked through if it can be worked through at all and then like your friend did took him a few days like depending on what that relationship is um may take shorter or longer but in the end sometimes boundaries just need to be like really really set but i've had many of arguments what if you were 10 years into a marriage and you found out somehow your partner had never mentioned that they legitimately believe the earth is flat okay well i don't really give a shit if that's what they believe but like and we'll use that as a euphemism for other terrible things oh i love that okay so they believe the earth is flat insert whatever horrible belief okay got you that that feels right for you in this that feels right for me in this context and actually if i found out my husband was a flat earther that would be a big deal to me yeah oh absolutely oh oh, you're talking like in real flat earther Yes, like a real flat earther. Okay, now we're like, not talking about it. You're confusing me now. <laughs> so, like, for you, insert whatever belief. Okay. I'm going to talk about if I just randomly found out he was a flat earther. Okay. And we're 10 years into a relationship. I am going to argue with this person. Yeah. And try and make them see okay. that the earth probably isn't flat. Okay. But then, you know me, sometimes I might get persuaded for a second. <laughs> You're a Pisces rising Libra ascendant. Like, if you show me enough fake data, I'll be like, maybe the Earth is flat. But then I'll come to my senses again a uh-huh. few moments later. And so, <clears throat> I feel like I would owe it to myself. But you said would... it would be a deal breaker is what you said. I think... Are you changing your mind? This is what I'm saying. Okay. What are you saying? The other person <laughs> has to admit that they're wrong and they're choosing to be wrong. So, like, they're still going to believe what they well, what believe. what if they're not... What if they... Why would they believe... Why would they think so the, that they're you wrong? You didn't let me finish my sentence. Okay, that, my didn't thought. Make, that made no sense. Basically, though. they have to just say, yes, uh, you're right, and what I'm thinking is probably wrong. So, like, they can believe it in private, but they have to express to me that they no longer believe the earth is flat. Is that sick and twisted? Yeah. I kind of... <laughs> I love that for you, actually. <laughs> Just so tell me what I want to like, hear. Life's too short. Yeah. You know? Okay. 
Well, That's I'll be so dead. That's so toxic, and I love it. I love it. You set that. I don't have time for the truth. Lie to me and lie better, and don't you ever fucking don't you bring ever it up fucking again. Bring up that flat Earth again. Yeah. You can Argument's believe what over. you want, but you better not tell me about you it. You better not tell me about it. In fact, you better talk about how round the fucking earth is every time we watch a documentary. How juicy that how bodacious juicy that... fucking world booty is. Yes. Okay, so now we're back to using it as like... Yes, now like, now for okay. you, let's go back to saying flat earth can represent anything. Something okay. awful. Alright. You're in your 10 years into the relationship. Do you feel the need to really put your best foot forward to be like, you yes. can't believe this. Yes, I have cut many people out of my life because of this reason mm-hmm. and so and in more reasons you know i don't just you know take it lightly but i also you know when you cut somebody out of your life it's mm-hmm. it's not easy it's not just like i i joke about it a lot like yeah just cut them out like it's not great you mm-hmm. know uh but cut it in. yeah cut it in. <laughs> um i i can I'm yeah, not a cutter outer, and I have my own reasons for that. But one of the big ones is is that, especially when it comes to homophobia, is a big one. Yeah. I have people like that are in my life that I just know are homophobic. Uh huh. And the reason that but I you're don't not dating them, though, I'm not but dating them. Great. But the reason that I don't just like explicitly cut them out and like just yeah. like ghost them or like yeah. not is only because I don't want those people to end up in echo chambers, like where all gay people have severed themselves from them, and so now they only hang out with other straight people that are also homophobes and they're in this big echo chamber. I want to always be there, mm-hmm. like in their face, like reminding them of like my existence and like That's what great. I think. That's great, I love that. And so like, I don't I don't want them to get away with it, you yeah. know? Like, so, okay. Um, to go back to answer the question of what, if you were married to somebody and you found out that the earth was flat, they thought the earth was flat. Um, <laughs> listen, I was, like, to me, yeah, the things in my mind that I'm replacing that with are so disgustingly unattractive to me in mm-hmm. a person. And the reason why I, excuse me, commit myself to a long lasting, loving, nurturing relationship romantically with somebody is because I'm attracted to them and what they provide to the relationship, whether it's their intelligence, their sexual prowess, you know, <coughs> their, you know, their, um, comedy their you know their humor whatever it is you know there's certain things that i'm attracted to about another person and then there's other things that i'm not attracted to and when the list goes on and on and when you bring up one of these things that i'm replacing this flat earth with um i would find myself falling out of love with that person if i knew that that's what they believed and that's what their truth was and i would have a hard time coming back from or like the 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 scale would be outweighed for the things that i find attractive and worthy in a partner if those things were replaced and Mm -hmm. you know there would be a lot of discussions to make sure that like i understand completely what what's going on and but once i've really understood it and i see that that's where they're at I would have a hard time continuing to mm. remain to maintain that relationship. And this is so bold of us and to I, assume that we're not the ones with some fatal. Well, I was li- no, I literally <laughs> right. was just about to say it. I honestly would. I honestly would expect uh-huh. my partner to do the same. And I pick my partner. I've picked my partner, and I have in the past picked my partners as wisely as I could in the moment, thinking that if something was off limits for them. Or if something they found out about me was a deal breaker for them, I expect them to love themselves enough and respect themselves enough to exit the equation. But I also expect them to communicate that clearly to me, and that's not always been the case. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, if something's a deal breaker for somebody and I'm the reason why or there's something I believe in that's a reason why, then, like, bye. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that I can love and connect with, and if something as a deal breaker for you or vice versa like yeah i'm not gonna love that but at the same time yes so maybe i end up being a flat earther i don't know <laughs> you honestly never know i'm not <clears throat> so what or else am say? i discussions turn into arguments when one disagreement feels like rejection and that's a big one for me, I feel like if someone disagrees with me and it starts to feel like they're rejecting me as a person, 
I feel like that means I'm doing something wrong in the conversation, you know? And then two, there's an expectation of disrespect. <laughs> what do you mean? <clears throat> what does that mean? So a discussion could move into argument territory when not only does some of the other person disagreeing you starting to feel like a rejection of you, there is this building expectation that disrespectful things are potentially coming. Okay. Okay. And then therapeutic goals. If disagreement feels like rejection, focus on protecting your partner from rejection. What? Disagreement is easily tolerated when partners feel valued and protected. So if there's an expectation of disrespect, be respectful. Practice compassionate as sur Oh, practice compassionate assertiveness. Standing up for your opinions, beliefs, rights, and preferences in, in ways that respect the opinions, beliefs, rights, and preferences and vulnerabilities of your partner. So arguments turn into discussions when each partner recognizes that they don't want to devalue each other. Anger, they don't want to. Anger and resentment are inherently devaluing and their connection is more important than their disagreement. So I think this was implying, like, if you know you're about to get into it, just be like, I honor you, I see you, and I value you, and we're going to have this discussion. And, like, don't feel devalued, you know? Like, don't feel like I'm rejecting you. But I, how do you naturally bring that I, up? Oh, George and I, I don't know. We've just figured that out. <clears throat> um, we'll literally just say, like, at any yeah. time, like, that. You know, I, I can think of maybe two or three major discussions <laughs> that we knew could bless you that could borderline into arguments if it's not checked <clears throat> or like healthily you know yes. like monitored and we've been really clear with each other right off the bat that like this is a tender topic and we're gonna try to approach it in the best way possible but feelings might get hurt you know so um, I don't know gainful discussions are next to impossible if resentment becomes chronic it says resentment is coercive you do what I want or you'll be punished. <laughs> so if hot. the resentment is chronic, immersive intervention, like love without hurt, boot camp. Okay, wow, is that a plug for his own course? Anyways, Probably. Is required to build new habits and healthier coping tools. So I thought that was interesting. Just uh, some like fun little discussion points for us there. Um, what are we at with the time? What are we at? Baby, 32 minutes. Hi, you guys have been listening for a half an hour. Are you enjoying it so far? Do you like it? <laughs> Let us know. Head over to our Instagram, speaking of which podcast, and comment or something on one of our posts. Send Please us a DM. do those things. So, really quick. Okay. There's another article, but I just, there was a part in here that I just wanted us to maybe pull cards about because I yeah, thought it'd be I would fun for to us to pull cards. cards. We haven't pulled cards in a while. So this article is from an actual psychology journal. This is not psychology today. Oh this God. is from the psychology department of Washington and Lee University. So metacognition in argument generation, the misperceived relationship between emotional investment and argument quality. Basically this argument is about this article. Oh my God. Freudian this slip. argument. It's about the more passionate and emotional you are about a subject, the less likely you're going to actually be able to argue yep. in favor of that. And it's not necessarily the reasons that we think. It's not because your brain is so overcharged on like the dopamine and like the adrenaline of like mm -hmm. arguing your passion. Mm -hmm. It almost kind of hints that because we're so emotional and so passionate about things, yep. we assume we know a lot more than we do. So when we're confronted with facts that we don't know and we have all this emotion invested into something, we mm -hmm. just spiral. And it was really oh. interesting. Okay, I can see that. I also was like trying to think of, give like, put, I was trying to come up when you were saying this was like a specific topic or like something that would fit for me. So before you told me that, I was like astrology. Absolutely, people in my life will agree that I do not argue um i do not really even bring up astrology around the people in my life or around strangers or other people that don't really know mm. and like when anybody else brings up astrology um Bam. no i do not i literally keep my mouth shut oh. 
I can think of multiple scenarios right now where I was at functions or friends gatherings or whatever and people started talking about their signs and started talking about like their characteristics and all that or like then one person would be like I don't believe in that shit and another person would be like I'm this because and that means I'm this this and this and like literally and then someone would be like what sign are you or like if they did or like in this particular situation I was thinking like they kind of forgot or didn't know that I was an actual astrologer Mm -hmm. and so they started like you know well what are you and blah 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 and I just told them I was and I kept my mouth shut because I am so passionate in astrology and I'm also so passionate in understanding that 90% of people don't know jack shit about astrology but every single motherfucker has an opinion on whether they believe in it or not. Like yeah. most people who say that they don't believe in it have zero understanding of what actually astrology is. Mm. And so it's not my job or, you know, and I don't find it uh, fun. Particularly at fun or compelling. All yeah. To argue. And so there has been instances where people have brought up with me and wanted to argue with me about why they don't think it's real like, or oh, why they no. do think it's real. And I'm like, I am not. I'm not- this person i'm not going to cont- i'm not going to argue with you because if you think that then it's not my job or my interest to try and convince you otherwise so like if if you have questions and you have curiosities about the topic i would be more than willing to share my knowledge with you on it but if i know that you're just going to use it to belittle my profession or something like that like i'm just not going to have that discussion with you and so it's not more so like if someone spits truths at me that like I'm spiraling because like they know more like it's more so just like if anyone tries to spit any sort of truth debunking or belittling or like trying to like you know yeah prove that astrology isn't real I literally am just I'm just I give them literally (coughs) no regard in my mind um yeah so according to Bjork Overestimation of one's Overestimation of one's knowledge and abilities is a ubiquitous phenomenon. Ubiquitous, good word. People overestimate how well they learn new information, their understanding of natural systems, mechanical systems, and sociopolitical issues, and even their vocational, academic, and athletic abilities, which we've touched on before, people overestimating their abilities. Mm -hmm. But me. Individuals' metacognitive miscalibration regarding their ability to argue their position on something contributes to the current climate of political extremism in the U.S. Mm. So it says one of the reasons we have political extremism in the U.S. Mm. is because people are very argumentative right now and really impassioned, and people are not able to communicate what they think they're communicating. Basically, just that as a society, we're kind of lacking debate and we're lacking communication skills. Well, that's... Yeah. It's hard to debate when there's such extremism. Yeah. In 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 this exactly. in this economy. In this economy. <laughs> in this economy. Especially the issue with like now there's like a refusal to engage at all, right? With views that you see that are like terrible, like which makes sense cuz like you don't owe anyone anything, but also like as a society, what do we owe each other? Like do I owe it to society to engage? with somebody or do I owe it more to myself and like if we all chose ourselves, then we wouldn't have society you know so I think the topics recently in which people have chosen themselves are for the best because they had to do with like mm. like I think things based in conspiracy theories theories that got blown out of proportion so much yeah um that there's no arguing with with, with these people. people yeah um especially things concerning the pandemic or the election or you mm-hmm. know whatever pick one name one the plethora of things that are extremist at least in our country and most places around the world but specifically our country uh i feel like for the time being it's best to not engage and to, to yeah. pick yourself and like, i think things are starting to smooth over a little bit to where yeah. issues coming up now moving forward um now that extremist things, topics are kind of starting to come a little bit more to a moderation. Thank God. You know what I mean? But, I think it's you know, thank be God for the people that like, if, like, let's say someone says something on Twitter or like on Reddit or something that is just like so blatantly false. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the people that just post a link to the truth. You know, mm-hmm. like a genuine scientific article or people that just post a link 
somewhere where you can go and read the facts about Let's something. Let's talk about the truth. What is it? Let's talk about Who is the she? Amber Heard where is she? Johnny Depp trial. I have not. I don't know anything about Good. it. Good. I'm going to talk at you for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> Listen. People have well, no, people literally have been messaging me on Instagram because I've been bringing up and also posting like a little bit on my story. I'm trying not to like plague my story. Wow, Freudian slip with, um, you know, just the stuff about the trial, but obsessed, Mm -hmm. obsessed. I've literally watched every single second of the trial and every single TikTok and YouTube videos talking about this trial and past interviews with both people and like literally obsessed. And this is wild because what, like, it's a, it's a court case. So it's literally, it's debate, but it's an argument. Mm-hmm. It's an argument that has gotten so out of hand that it has caused so much damage for so many people in these, in these, uh, in Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's lives um, because of the way that they chose to argue and the way that they chose to handle their shit. Um, it's like the right at any cost thing, like the prevailing or, but it makes sense though. Cause it's court. Let me just tell you that, like, this case is fucking wild. And I already talked about it a little bit last episode, I think, and so I won't go into, like, why it's super important. It's just so uncommon for a celebrity to want everything to be, even if it was for their own benefit, it's just so uncommon for a courtroom to be made so public like that, because... Uh, you're right. There's a lot of things about this particular case that I feel like is very unique and mm-hmm. in the way that it has gotten so popularized and like public is, I mean, there's a few reasons why. I mean, literally the live stream I was watching when she finally took the stand to, to testify and, and to do her testimony, to, to, to speak her testimonial, there was over 400,000 people watching live on this one single live stream on YouTube. The amount of people that are invested in this trial is insane. It is wild. And I feel like I, I mentioned last time I brought it up that like I'm interested in knowing about this because it's going to be a big, big thing that's going to go down, I think, in pop culture is mm-hmm. how this is being handled and how popularized it is. But even more so because this is a defamation case where, you know, she has literally been an advocate and... She has spoken up for people of domestic violence. And, you know, I can't I can't sit here and say that I know the truth, but everybody watching is so clear on the fact that she has just lied over and over and over again. And not only was she not, from what it looks like, again, allegedly, mm-hmm not the victim of DV, uh, but that she was the perpetrator over and over and over again. So it's just, it's wild because there's not many times publicly that we have seen of of the Me Too movement involving men and men being mm. heard and hearing their side of the story. But it's even more so about a woman who claimed the hashtag me too and tried to be an advocate in that and finding out that she was the fucking one doing it mm-hmm. and just the whole journey about how she's going about this t- i mean it's it's there's so many lies like blatant like honey lie better oh my god lie better um I just think it's kind of on par with what we're talking about because there's so many arguments that they keep playing audio clips of um, I saw a TikTok, I think, where you arguing. could hear them arguing, but it seemed like they only argued about things. And they that, argued about everything. See, so let's reference the article. Right. <laughs> so okay. I would say that that was not a discussion they were having. That was an argument I, with some sort of no end. There was no goal. There was no... It was just arguing to argue a lot of the audio clips of them arguing are him trying to have a discussion Mm -hmm. him saying like i want to walk away i have to leave because i don't want to get punched over and over again like i don't yeah he's like at some point i'm gonna want to like 
react back. Like I have to remove myself from this. Like it'd be him being like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm trying to get away. I just want to leave the room. And it's her coming on and being like, I'm not hitting you or I'm not punching you. I'm hitting you. You're fine to be such a fucking baby Johnny, like gaslighting, belittling, mm. bullying. She just kept fanning these arguments with no end because she wasn't getting the reaction that she was wanting. And it's very interesting to see that and then to see her on the stand like crying and like basically like having this like Chicago like we both reached for the gun kind of like yeah. <laughs> monologue moment, you know? It's interesting though because the jury you know, is is still completely isolated from the social media aspect of this. They're not, though. Are they on social media? Well, they can't be. Here's the whole thing about it, right? The fact that this has gotten so big and so popular, we're like every time they leave court, the judge has to go through this spiel of like, you do know, not do go not go on the internet, do not do any research, do not talk anybody about anybody, you know, concerning this case or to anyone concerning this case. Do not do any, you know, don't go on any social media sites and look up anything about this case. But like, there's a fucking week off right now. There's a week off of this trial, and Amber Heard finally took the st- uh, the stand after fucking weeks. We've been waiting for this. She testified. It was awful. It was mm. awful, like awful. It made no fucking sense the entire way through. It was painful. Imogen and I have just been like angry fucking talking the whole time. Like, ah, I hate her. Like, and then um, she has a little bit more, I think, of her own testimonial when they return. And then it gets straight into cross-examination where Johnny Depp's team is basically going to lay the fuck into this girl and ask her these questions. And she, I have no, I just don't understand how she is going to be able to answer some of the questions that we just know that Johnny Depp's team is going to. Like, I know she's going to lie through her teeth, but there's some evidence that, like, even if she lies, like, it just is not going to be enough. Like, she has backed herself so far into a shit-stained wall corner that, like, it's just not, it's not going to work for her. Anyways, there's a week off right now, and so the judge was like, don't do any, like, research to give the whole spiel. But you have to think, like, even if these people... Think about yourself as a juror, right? You're like, I promise I won't do any research. I won't talk to anybody. I know in my heart, I will not. I will consciously try to stay away from anything. You open any sort of social media app right now and it's there. So even if you don't (coughs) try to, there's Instagram reels, there's TikToks, there's Twitter feeds. There's so like literally all of these jurors, but they can't technically like they're not doing that they're not they're not like taking their phones they're not like forcing them they're not in seclusion like they get to go home to their families like they had mother's day they had these events where people were getting together and like Mm -hmm. i don't understand how these jurors are going to be able to avoid at least seeing a glimpse of that the entire consciousness of Mm -hmm. of the outside world of this trial is siding with johnny depp like yeah. there are literally because what if they can't see that? You know, we wouldn't. We would never. We wouldn't know. Oh, and there's so... no way. I mean, even the dumbest fucking person, or like the <laughs> like even the most extremist. I just I I mean I, I guess maybe because I have seen a few people like on Twitter that are like this is why women, you know, aren't taken seriously when they stand up to domestic violence. Like, mm. well, okay, yeah. If they're lying, though, yeah. that's a little different. Like, there's, she's been just, like, actually caught in so many lies that at this point it's like, okay, why why lie then? I really I do what, well, hope, mm-hmm. I really, really do hope that we all are right and that she is lying. Because if she isn't lying, which she is, <laughs> that would be awful for her. You know what I mean? Oh, that yeah. that would be real. I would not want to wish this on anyone because at this point, it doesn't matter if she wins this case or loses this case. She has lost this case. And Imogen and I have talked about this multiple times before. You like lost the public's perception it, of her. Well, okay, so this case is a defamation case. Johnny Depp is arguing about an op-ed that she wrote mm-hmm. in which she referenced him without referencing him. Like there was no, there was no 
question that it was talking about him and the fact that she claimed that he basically beat the shit out of her, which is not something that you just throw out there lightly, okay? And so it's, and, and he like lost a bunch of his work right afterwards and mm-hmm. it basically ruined his career and ruined a lot of his personal relationships with family and friends and things like that as well in which they were like is this true boo like what are you been doing i don't believe it because i love you and like i would mm-hmm. stand by you but also i'm gonna distance myself because if it is true like i don't want anything about that like johnny has basically lost everything because of this because of the things that she's said and done so he's suing her for defamation and he wants to try and gain his character back, back his truth back, his career back, mm. his public favor back, and just honestly, just get like move forward with it. And even if he doesn't legally win this case, that is what this case has done. Because not only have people sided with him, people are like hardcore dicking down to like Pirates of the Caribbean again. You mm. know what I mean? Like people are bringing out and like doing like fan art of him again like when's the last time you saw a johnny depp fan art like no. or like some sort of like you yeah. know like uh i don't know thirst trap for like old like edward scissorhands slow-mo montage like that oh, shit's yeah. all over the place now okay he's gained that. his popularity back and, he, then some. and then some so yeah he might in the end lose a hundred million thousand a hundred million dollars because that's what she's counter suing him for is a hundred million dollars by the way he's suing her for 50 million dollars and she's counter suing him for a hundred million dollars which is just absolutely fucking absurd but either way i imogen and i have talked that if she actually wins yeah sure she'll be a hundred million dollars richer but at the same time th- i would the people are going to fucking riot if she wins this case because i mean she'll cry and oh, you know it's so much better to cry in a maserati than on a bike that's so true but also if she wins or loses it doesn't matter at this point i feel like this bitch needs to go into protective services because people are so outraged by how this has gone down and the way that she's chosen to handle this situation um people who have suffered from really difficult things like dv or essay or Mm -hmm. things like that like there are people coming forward that she was very close with like her personal assistants or her makeup artists and things like that saying amber heard stole my actual dv story that i told her in confidence and is now saying it on the stand word for word i can't believe anyone would ever do that that's so fucking disgusting so like not only is she lying, she's bringing up things that people are claiming oh, that they like told stole her. other people's yes. true domestic violence yes. stories. And it's really, really bad. So she's... It's not just that she's lying and people are outraged at what she's done to Johnny. It's like people are like triggered and totally like upset with the way that this person is used. She's supposed to be an, a spokeswoman for the ACLU, which is who helped her write this op-ed. And she's supposed to be literally a, like a representative, a, um, oh my God, I can't think of the name, like an advocate basically for the Mm -hmm. ACLU in regards to being a victim of DV and SA. And like, it's, she like claimed to basically donate, I think it was like $3.5 million. And when they finally interviewed someone from the ACLU about this op-ed and about her being a representative from this, not only has she not even contributed half of what she said she donated and what she was going to donate, it was like a total of like $350,000 and that was Mm. it. And I think 100000 of that came straight from Johnny Depp and another like 100000 came from Elon Musk, which is wild, by the way. Okay, there is, and I don't quite understand this part of the case. This is T, right? So after she got out of the relationship with Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, she dated Elon Musk for a little bit. And there, I don't know, don't quote me on this because I'm, I know that I've heard multiple things of this and I haven't been able to like really understand down, this. Yeah. But I think Elon Musk at one point had talked or there was talk of him wanting to like have a bunch of babies. So, like, he basically at one point, like, gave a bunch of sperm to, like, have people have babies, have his babies. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, I'm rich, I'm smart, I'm crazy, I want to spread my seed as much as possible and just really take That's over really in every something. way. Yeah. So, anyways, when he was with Amber, they basically, 
she had some of it or something like that. I don't know how fact based on fact this is really. I actually think that this is true, but I'm not sure. Um, and that he had told her that he wanted to destroy it at one point. He was like, actually, I take the backsies. You're cray cray. And like, actually, I don't know if this is a good idea. I kind of want to. I don't want to have to pay all this child support. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I almost burned my seed, but I also like. This is too much. This maybe that might have been crazy. Um, and she was like, no, thank you. I already implanted and I'm. Like, this is your baby. Who she named Unog, by the way. Like... With Unog? Yeah. Like, the goddess that's in this deck that I have right here. Let me show you. Let's read about Unog. I didn't realize she had a baby after... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I guess, supposedly supposed to be Elon's that he didn't want and whatever. Unog. That's how you spell it, and that's her baby's name. Unog. Easy does it. Or Una. Yeah, easy does it. And it says, there's no need to hurry or force things to happen. Everything is occurring in perfect timing, which is so funny because she, I would if feel this really, story I is feel true, she definitely for forced. The children in these types of situations. It can't I be easy. The children of it, can't, it can't be easy to like look at your mom and be like, there's no way. Amber Heard sat on the stand mm. and called Johnny Depp's children little fucking weirdos. No. Like she called them little <coughs> I think she called them like little little special weirdos or something like that. And she meant it in an endearing way. But how <clears throat> dare I you I wouldn't like that. How dare you get up on the stand? It's bad. I could go on and on and on and I know you nothing. I told you I'm gonna talk at you for the next half hour. But there are people who have like DM'd me on Instagram and been like, um, can you talk more about this? Can you do an actual episode on this? And um we can't do a full episode because Skylar doesn't give a shit. But I'm fascinated hmm. by this. I am fascinated by like the cultural implications of it and yeah. stuff. But like whenever I look at it, I it makes me a little stressed out. Yeah. It makes me stressed out. I'm living, and Imogen and I are, I've never typed as much. I think I have typed to Imogen more than I have typed in the last three fucking years. (laughs) I've mentioned before, I do not like typing. I will voice note everything. I will video everything. That's why I use Marco Polo. This is why I I don't even like to text message. I'm just not good at typing. I don't like the way it feels. I'm not good at it. But... Because we're listening to the trial, we will send voice messages when we really can't stand it. We'll just scream into the phone, basically. We'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, we'll just scream. But then, for the most part, because we're both trying to listen, we type. And, um, yeah, I can't believe she can decipher some of the sentences I string together because it's so fast and awful. (laughs) Anyways, should we read from the guidebook about Unag? Yeah, I don't even know if I've ever heard of that name before. And then we'll be done. Unless there's anything else that you want to... Uh-oh. No, uh-uh. Um, oh, yeah. It's actually Una, but Unag sounds more... Um, yeah. Unag sounds <laughs> like eggnog. It sounds like eggnog. And... I mean, no disrespect for her child, because, like, what an awful position to be in. Yeah. First of all, to have that name, and second of all, to just be Amber Turd's child. There's literally a petition out for people to... There are people wanting her to legally change her name to Amber Turd. She shit in his bed, dude. She took a big old dumpy, hot, steamy pile of turd on his side of the bed, and then tried to... Blame it on their teacup Yorkshire Terrier. There's literally... She literally was on the... It's crazy, dude. She literally was on the stand and sat there and was like, you know, he had these guitars and blah, blah, blah. And her lawyer, Elaine, by the way, fucking idiot. You know, good for her. She's getting so much idiot. She literally asked her, and have you ever played the guitar? Do you play the guitar? And Amber Heard said, I have never played the guitar ever in my life. And then I literally was like, Imogen, that can't be true. She dated Johnny Depp. She literally is an actress. Like, you can't date someone who plays the guitar. That's like their biggest passion. Like, Johnny Depp talks about like how much he loves 
the guitar. It's like his outlet. Even though he's an actor, like his thing is the guitar. There's no way she's never played the guitar in her entire life. I Googled while she was still talking about it, basically, while they were still, and it was like Amber Heard playing the guitar. She literally starred in a fucking movie where she played and sang the guitar. Like, no, the, like you literally just have to Google Amber Heard playing the guitar, and there's video clips that come up of her playing and singing the guitar in a fucking movie. <coughs> That's insane. I've never played the guitar ever in my life. What the fuck? What the fuck? Also, Elaine... Okay, there's Dr. Curry, right? Uh-huh. The psychologist that... Um, that you guys like? JD's team. Yes. Hot for teacher, dude. Oh, she taught me everything I know. <laughs> She's everything and more. I would boink her so hard. But anyways, doctor... And everybody in the internet feels the same way. I'm not just, like, aggressively, like, mm-hmm. whatever. So, Dr. Curry, our lord and savior, has now testified whatever. But then Amber Heard's legal team brought on their psycholo- like psychologist... She had another name for her profession or whatever, but like, whatever. They brought their equivalent of Dr. Curry up. This woman was a fucking train wreck. She didn't know what she was talking about. She had notes in front of her the entire time and was literally reading off of a piece of paper during her testimonial. And Johnny Depp's team kept like, basically like objecting and being like, she can't fucking read notes while she's on the stand. And she's like, well, I just need to remind myself. And so Elaine was like, well, you can't read it. You can like reference it for dates and things like that. She's like, okay, well, can I look down and then look back up? And then they had to keep like talking to the judge. And they basically were like, you can't just sit up on the stand and read from a fucking piece of paper, you idiot, right? Either way, they kept objecting. They had to keep talking to the judge. Elaine would come back and be like, so Dr. Curry, she kept calling her by Dr. Curry's name, and it's so cringe. You have your like, like mm. you have your person up there that you, your witness that you've called to the stand, and you keep calling the other yeah. legal team's person. Person, and she's like, oh, I don't know. It, it's maybe it's because she's here in the court because Dr. Curry was there in the front row, looking at this fucking woman straight in her eyes because she knew if she had to get back up and testify again that she was gonna be prepared. And she also wanted to intimidate the fuck out of this woman. And it was just a train wreck. She called her by the wrong name twice. And then finally, when Amber Heard took the stand, I almost just said stage, but that's fine. Same thing. (laughs) Give them the yo. Is this a play? It feels like it. Imogen and I have talked about that a lot. But anyways, Amber is about to take the stand and the judge goes, Elaine, who are you calling for your next witness? And Elaine goes, Laura Amber Heard. She got, she got her own fucking client's name wrong. And all we've been hearing for the last two weeks is Amber Heard, Amber Heard, Amber Heard, Amber Heard. And she got their psychologist's name wrong twice. How embarrassing. And then literally immediately after... They finally call Amber to the stand. And she said, Laura Amber Heard. I mean, I mean, Amber Laura Heard. How fucking embarrassing. It's so sloppy. It's so entertaining. It is so bad. It's so bad. That would have been me if I was the lawyer. You do know that their lawyer literally objected to his own question. Yes, I do remember you telling me that. Have you seen it? Yes, uh, I saw a clip on TikTok. So bad. And like you were saying, even if you're on TikTok and don't, Care. Like want to see? Yeah. You have to, because it's there. You have to think, even if these jurors have done everything they could in their power to stay away and not think about it up until now, this week break, there's no way that they won't <coughs> figure out what everyone feels about this trial. <coughs> and I have to think that that's going to gain influence for sure. All right, let's read read about Una or eggnog. I am forever calling it eggnog. Nurturing a cause or a relationship is a long-term commitment that one, one that can't be rushed. Oh, I thought you were going to say something, but you're just yawning because you're bored. This level of devotion comes from a place of deep loving and concern. I care about what happened to my planet and I loved and my loved ones so much that I'm willing to stick with them through thick and thin. Uh, Um... This isn't always easy, but to me, it's the only way to ensure that matters are resolved and healed. This is 
the opposite of what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. I listen to the passionate stirrings of my heart. I reach out and take action to let my loved ones know that I deeply care about them. I take action to spur on my pet causes. Okay. Never mind what other people think. You will benefit by carrying through with your priorities. This is very toxic. You'll feel so good about yourself <laughs> if you make time for the relationships and projects that you that truly count in your heart. Do what's important to you and do it with absolute devotion. But remember that there's no competition for your true life's purpose. There's no need to worry, hurry, or feel that you have to force things to make it happen. What culture is Una from? from It's a Celtic goddess. Celtic goddess. And it was... Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, in this photo from the deck that you're using... I mean, it's It literally looks like... Farrah Fawcett from up here. <gasps> oh, that's I can't tell good. From I've down. always thought it looked like the white blonde version of Rihanna. No? Oh, oh, with that hair? No, I think it's the face. Okay, you can't see it. That's fine. You I can just say it. no. It's fine. Of the world's worst eyesight. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, the key meanings for this card is don't worry about your purpose or your goals. What? Wait, read that again. <laughs> wait, wait, I, I never pull this card. I love that this deck knows that ne- it should never tell me the easy does it. Because I will probably just throw yeah, the deck out. I like how, like, as you're reading it, you just were not even understanding what it was <laughs> well, trying. Well, because actually, if you read easy this... Easy does it. it. <laughs> what does that mean? You listen to my loved ones and try to nurture that relationship? I don't understand. Uh-uh, no thank y'all. None of that. Um, but yeah, this literally says various meanings of this card, and it gives like four or five different like summarized little clips. And the first one is, don't worry about your purpose or your goals. Mood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will not and cannot. Then it says, make no sudden moves. I could do that. I'm oh, like, okay. I'll just sit here. Slow, steady progress is best right now. Okay. I'll okay. take a nap. Ease into your new life instead of rushing into it. Ease. No, thank you. Do your new work as a part-time venture to begin with while slowly exciting your old career. Yeah, this deck knows better. It's literally it never gives me this card. Yeah, I've never even heard you read those words before. No. Or even if I do get this card, I never read the guidebook for that one. So yeah, you just I just kind of throw it to the side. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, easy does it, whatever. I'll <laughs> figure that out later. <laughs> Next lifetime. That's life. <laughs> All right. Should I just give a real one? I won't read from the guidebook. We'll just say it and then we'll go. Hell yeah. Okay. And thanks to all of our listeners that pay to listen. Yeah. Thank you so much. You While I shuffle, you can read the... I'm just going to really tap into this. Okay. Just say thank you to these following people. Thank you, Julie C., Anna M., Heather A., Alyssa S., Rebecca PK, Teresa D., Dominic B., Melanie W., Catherine L, Jesse D, David B, Karen R. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you to those who support the podcast. Here's your message for the week. Uh-huh. Um, and for nobody else, just yes, our supporters. Just for our supporters. And us. <laughs> Maeve, cycles and rhythms. Honor the cycles of your body, energy levels, and emotions. Amen. Thank y'all. That's it. Okay, bye.